This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. Hi, welcome to Ian Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking, and today I have uh, David Peaton with me from Levy County, Florida, uh, Office of Emergency Management, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Florida EM, some of the challenges they have down there, and uh, first, though, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Florida Emergency Preparedness uh, meeting that I attended, and David was there, and that's where we met, so uh, David, welcome to Ian Weekly. Hey, good afternoon from the East Coast. So we met uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, which was a good time um, over at the uh, Florida Emergency Preparedness uh, uh, meeting in Daytona, which was my first time ever in Daytona, which is a really cool uh, little city if you've never been out that way. And uh, we got talking and I said, oh, we need to have you guys come on the show. And and David agreed. So uh, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. How was your show, by the way? How was it at at FIPA for you? What did you do? Anything exciting? Uh, it was it was real nice. It's great to see that that's the first time of the year that a lot of emergency managers from all over the state of Florida and even surrounding states get to see each other. So I really enjoy it. There's some great training opportunities. Um, we took with the new uh, uh, G2300, um, uh, I believe it's called Intermediate EOC Functions course. That was a good class and a lot of great speakers. We got to hear from former FEMA Administrator Brock Long, which is really good. So it was great to see everybody, great to participate in all the workshops and the trainings they had there. And, and, they, and they tried to kill me there because when I, when I left, uh, I got the flu out of that thing, and uh, that was amazing. I heard that was kind of a, it's a yearly tradition as well, I suppose? Yeah, the FEPA flu is what we call it. You know, with it being the first part of the year during cold and flu season, plus the first time that many of the of these emergency management professionals from all over the state has gotten together, uh, shaking hands, you know, patting each other on the backs, giving each other hugs. You know, they haven't seen each other in a while. It's a pretty, pretty common occurrence for the crud to be spread around there during that event. So it's common enough that it's got its own mon- <laughs> moniker, the FIPA flu. Huh? Well, I, I, I'm so glad that I was so accepted uh, there in Florida that you shared the flu with me as as well. It just makes me feel nice and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so, all right. So, Levy County, uh, where exactly are you guys located in Florida? So, we are on the west coast of Florida, which is uh, on the Gulf of Mexico. And the best way to describe it for people that don't know much about it, we're about in the center, a uh, little bit north central part of the state, about two hours north of the city of Tampa. Um, the big landmark that we use a lot for people that don't know our area is we have the Cedar Key, which is a really nice old uh, village that's um, uh, a great tourist destination spot right there in Levy County. And, and so being in that location, obviously, you know, you know the, the, the emergencies that you plan for on a probably a yearly basis, I would assume, would be, be the hurricanes. Um, what's it like to be in that you know, area that gets hit pretty often, I suppose, and, and, and the planning process that goes through and, and whatnot. What's, what is that process like as an emergency manager? 
So being an emergency manager in Florida, especially if you started your career in Florida and moved your way through, hurricanes just become the name of the game. You really tailor everything around hurricane season. Everything revolves around that six-month time of the year. Uh, We really make sure that we prepare for all hazards, uh, anything from terrorist attacks, floods, hurricanes, severe weather, anything along those lines, but you really use hurricane season as the big center focal point, mainly because the fact that we are in an area that's prone to get hit by those storms, and that's the big eye-catching, you know, headline-grabbing stuff that you can use to help with your emergency preparedness. So it becomes part of your world, and it really frames your thinking when you plan for all other types of hazards. Now, I know that as an emergency manager here in California, we especially down in Southern California, uh, and I guess Northern California for that matter, is uh, the fire season is always our big thing, uh, although that's kind of moved to a year-round uh, um, concern for us. Uh, and we tr- really try to get people to, to be prepared uh, for the fire season. And that keeps, that's kind of like what I guess would be our type of hurricane thing. But we still have issues with getting people prepared. It seems like Florida, you guys do it a little bit better than, than others. What are we missing out in the rest of the world where preparedness doesn't seem to be too concerning for a lot of our residents? Well, with Florida, um, much like California as well, we have such a large amount of hazards that happen on a yearly basis. Of course, you've got half of the year hurricane season, which that dominates everything, the news, your preparedness places, your grocery stores, um, newspapers, online articles, So you've got six months out of the year where people are being bombarded with preparedness information just because of hurricane season. And then along with that is we have a very severe um, weather time during the summer and even during the winter. In fact, uh, just uh, the the week where you're at FEPA, um, that Thursday, we had a really, really strong uh, line of thunderstorms come through and cause some damage all throughout the entire state that coupled with the fact that you also have wildfires that are pretty significant in the state of Florida. Of course, nothing compared to what you have over in California, but by our standards, pretty significant plus sinkholes, uh, marine hazards, all these other hazards that you have from all these states concentrated in Florida. I think that number one, our population is a little bit more used to, if not experiencing it, seeing it happening at least close to them. And honestly, I think that we have a really good organization of emergency management professionals in the entire state. The state of Florida, we're lucky enough to have a lot of strong legislation that requires and mandates a lot of emergency management activities on the local level. So that really helps ensure that we're getting the word out to the public the best that we can. I'm sorry about that. Wow, yeah, and, and that does make sense. And, and the time I spent in Florida talking to the emergency managers, everybody's so dedicated, and it's, it was so refreshing to, to, to really run into people that have, and I'm not saying this is different from, from other emergency managers because you kind of get that IEM, but to, to talk to you guys and to know that we have some of the same struggles and um, some of the same solutions, and, and you guys have some great lessons learned that you're all willing to share. So uh, as, a, as an emergency manager, I think you need to reach out to other states and, and listen to them and to, and to get some good ideas as well. So this is why uh, you know, I think it's exciting to, to be able to go to, uh, to the FIPA conference with you guys. Now, one of the things I learned really quickly from you all 
is that you have uh, what you call home rule. Explain home rule and how that impacts emergency management. So uh, for those that aren't familiar, home rule is, in its simplest term, a concept where um, the more decisions and more uh, actions are on the local government level as opposed to the state level. So what that allows is that allows us on a local level to be able to control to a degree, more of our local statutes, our local building codes, uh, and the ability to reach out with more authority to our residents. Um, a lot of um, rules or laws or any type of um, changes don't have to necessarily have to go through the state to get approved. They can be approved by your local government agency. So, for example, in our in our municipality, if the uh, uh, county of, of Levy County wants to um, create a building code that helps prevent damages for for a hurricane. It's easier for them to do that without having to go through the state to get it approved. And how does that impact um, the daily job of the emergency manager? Do you guys have more flexibility, or, or how does that like work on your just your day to day operations? It gives us more autonomy to be able to actually take plans and take um, ideas and put them into practice a lot easier. There's less roadblocks um, in implementing new ideas that we have. So, for example, if we, if we want to create a new volunteer corps that can help uh, out after disaster, the only place we need to worry about getting approved is through our county our county leadership. We don't have to worry about getting anybody at the state level to approve it. Now, of course, there's caveats to that. You know, ev- everywhere the state can can pass their own laws, which can um, curb those, those powers. But for the most part, being a home rule state, it gives us the ability to move forward at a quicker pace with ideas and preparedness activities. And that, that seems to uh, really empower the emergency managers who I was speaking to um, with some of the ideas that they were pushing, um, you know, specifically at the conference. And, and it seems like there's more conversation um, with, with what EM can really do uh, in, in disaster response and preparedness. And, and I think that's kind of uh, exciting. We, we're very similar in California, but I, I just kind of wanted to, to show the difference um, out there as well. Now, Building upon that and, and, and the home rule and the fact of, of what you guys do uh, with the preparedness uh, type stuff, um, what is it like to to deal with, like say, communications um, out to the people? Do you guys communicate with other counties around the area if you guys are deciding to do evacuations? What's that coordination like? The coordination of Florida is amazing. Um, it's probably in, in my short career uh, in other professions it's definitely the best coordination I've ever seen. There's not a week that goes by that we don't talk to at least two other county emergency management departments that are either near us or um, sometimes even across the state we're sharing ideas, plans. And then when something happens that's large, especially something that's going to happen in multiple jurisdictions, we are all working together on conference calls that the state of Florida does an amazing job of kind of coordinating all that together so that each county kind of knows what the other one's doing. For us, evacuation is as big. We're, we're a small rural county in north central Florida, but you have your, your large Miami-Dade, your Jacksonville's, your Hillsborough counties where Tampa's at. 
they have to coordinate with their neighboring jurisdictions to work on things like evacuations. If they don't, it just won't work. So building that yearly or year-long relationship with emergency management professionals all over the state of Florida is the real key. I mean, just like you saw when you were at, when you joined us at FIPA, you know, we had 400 plus emergency management professionals attend the FIPA conference this year. And a lot of times these are people that we've talked to every week or every other week. So it's great to see how much coordination there is between all of these different organizations. I'd say the professionalism of, of emergency management in Florida was was very high, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact of you have your own um, certified emergency manager type of, of uh, certificate. And, and do you have to have that to work in Florida, or is that just something that people strive towards? There's no requ- there's no specific requirement anywhere that says that you have to have have that. So the FEPA, which is the Florida Emergency Preparedness Association, has the professional certification, several of them, but the main one that you strive for is the Florida Professional Emergency Management Certification, which we like to kind of uh, equate that close to the CEM certification that you get from I- IAEM. There's not a requirement for it, but because it's become such the standard of you've met these requirements to be able to be a, a, an effective emergency manager in the state of Florida. It's definitely something that most, if not all jurisdictions are going to want to see their candidates for employment have, or at least be able to get uh, in the near future. Uh, the, the Florida professional emergency management certification, you can't even get that until you've had four years uh, at least four years of direct emergency management experience. So it's not like it's just some certification they're just giving out to everybody. So that really can show potential employers that you've got at least the basic understanding of how it works. I was uh, at the the award ceremony, and uh, it seemed to be that people were were so so happy when they got that certificate, and uh, and you know they got up and. You know, got the pictures taken and stuff like a, almost like a graduation, and so much so that they were calling it the class of of twenty twenty, and uh, I, I thought that was kind of neat, and I I really uh, you know highly recommend that if we can we being the the total body of emergency managers can emulate what you guys are doing over there with with that certificate, uh, I, I think that's something that we should strive for. Whether we adopt CISA or CISA, the CEM as being the uh, uh, the standard or if we each state does their own, something has to be done because I, I think what you guys are doing is, is uh, top-notch right there. You know, and I'll tell you, I, I remember getting my uh, FPM certification. It's been, I think... Um uh, man, see, it's hard to remember. It's been probably about four or five years ago, but I, uh, I remember getting it, and I just remember how proud I was when I got that because it really, it really made me feel that number one, I was accepted into the emergency management community, but number two, that I was really working towards a goal of making myself the best emerging management professional that I can. That's awesome. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about some of the challenges that you have in Florida. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we connect people with the latest technology possible, whether it's mesh networking, augmented reality, or real-time translation, allowing people who need help to find help 
immediately. Better matters because lives matter. Welcome back from that quick break, and thank you for listening to our sponsor, because without them, we could not bring you the quality programming that we're bringing. So, David, before we uh, jumped on that quick break, uh, I was asking about some of the challenges that you uh, you have in Florida. What what are what is the biggest challenge that emergency management is facing in your mind in Florida right now? Uh, I think that the biggest challenge that we face in Florida is probably one that most places will be familiar with, and that's managing expectations. Um, you know, the public, for the most part, doesn't deal with disasters or emergency situations on a regular basis and what they have seen on movies or on tv you know um, news reports from places that they don't live at um, really kind of frames the way they think and we really have to make sure that we uh, manage these expectations because we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to keep our residents and our visitors as safe as possible and as prepared as possible. And it's really difficult to do that, especially when, especially in the state of Florida, where you have a mentality of a lot of people thinking that they have experienced a hurricane. That's their thought process. I've experienced a hurricane. Well, the, honestly, most people in the state of Florida probably haven't experienced a really direct hit from a hurricane. Of course, you had Hurricane Andrew back in 1992, and that was a devastating uh, storm, but it didn't affect the entire state of Florida. It really only affected, you know, the south part of Florida. Same with the uh, notorious 2004 hurricane seasons where we had the multiple storms in a short period of time. Even though that was devastating and it affected a lot of people, it didn't affect everybody. But if you lived in an area in Florida that wasn't affected, you get this mindset of, oh, I know what I'm doing. I've already lived through this event. And it can really get in their minds that they're more prepared than they actually are. Yeah, I, I think we have some of the same same concerns here, especially with the wildfires where people just don't don't want to evacuate until it's too late and you know, then we have people that get stuck in, into the into that firestorm as well. Let me ask you this, and this is an opinion, and you know, this is not the necessary Florida base, but why do you think that we have so many residents that believe that FEMA is the per, is the organization that's coming in to run disasters and and don't realize that all of our disasters are run by the local government? Uh. I think it's a lot of that's because it's self-inflicted. I think as as far as a government uh, perspective, I think that uh, FEMA has done such an amazing job of trying to make sure that they are doing as much as possible that by doing that, people have come to see them as the, as the, uh, you know, night riding in on a white horse to save the day. And that's just not the case, but that's the impression that people get because just years and years of FEMA being portrayed as this response organization that's come, come in and save everybody and start writing checks for every piece of damage. And that's not what FEMA was designed for. FEMA was designed to be a support organization for local government, not to actually come in and run disasters. And I think that uh, that our population just over years of watching the news and reading articles and what what do you always see on the news and what do you always hear in the articles? FEMA did this, FEMA did this, FEMA setting up this, FEMA setting up that. So that's what they get in their mind. 
people don't really hear about Levy County Emergency Management setting something up. They hear about FEMA setting something up. So that we've, we've really done it to ourselves in this country of really saying or giving the impression that FEMA is going to be the savior when we in local emergency management know that that's just not the case. So what can we do as a profession, maybe even as individual emergency managers, what can we do to change that, that perception, the wrong perception, uh, for the residents to thinking that the federal government is the, the one to come in to fix everything? The first thing we have to do is that when we are dealing with our local population, we need to start looking outside the box on how to reach the most people the best way. You know, everybody hears a thousand times about make sure that you have three days worth of food or five days, you know, depending on who you hear from, uh, food and water. Make sure you have a disaster supply kit, you know, um, check for your local shelters. And that's all great information. That is information that people need to know. But we need to do a better job in our in our profession of finding different ways to engage with the population. If we can find a better way to engage with them, it'll be easier, I think, for us to start putting these better preparedness ideas out there. And Honestly, we're going to have to start kind of being a little bit more open with the with our population and really push on the fact that FEMA's not going to be there to give you a brand new house. FEMA's not going to get, be there to write you a check for everything that you lost. It's just not going to happen anymore. And if we can really push that message all year long, push it out to not only our public, but push it out to our other governor governor. Oh, excuse me, government partners, push it out to our nonprofits, push it out to our um, outside agencies and really help use them to help push this word of FEMA's not the answer. Being uh, engaged locally and being engaged with your local emergency management and your local government is really how you're going to be as prepared as possible. Um, you, you know, your population ideally should know who the emergency management director is for that county or that city or that jurisdiction. They should know that. What, we need to ask ourselves, why don't more people know who their local emergency management program employees are? What type of programs do they uh, provide us? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if even in, even in California, and I'm sure it's very similar in other states, that you know, everybody knows who their oh, everybody. The majority of the residents know who their fire chief is, and 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 their especially their police chief because they're on TV all the time. You know, but if you ask them who runs, you know, emergency management, they have no clue. They don't even know what the profession is half the time. You, you tell them, oh, I'm an emergency manager, and you have to explain to them what you what you do. So we as a profession have to get to a place where when you say. You know, when somebody says I'm a firefighter, they know what you do. When you say I'm a police officer, they know what you do. When you say you're an emergency manager, they look at you like you've got three heads. So, you know, there's there's a lot of work we need to do as a profession to change that uh, uh, that dynamic, I think. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. That's a great point. You know, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, in every county I've ever known on, of, everybody can tell you who the sheriff Well, mostly everyone can tell you the, who the sheriff is. Uh but and I've been in emergency management now since two, since early 2012, and I can tell you that one of the number one uh, questions we get asked is, "Hey, it's not hurricane season. What are you doing? Are you just sitting around your office all day?" And that you know that gets a little bit deflating after a while because you're like, "Man, you know, we we really are busy year round, and and 
I wish that we could do well. I, I we need to do a better job of getting that word out to people. If you could say one thing to all of the emergency managers in the world, what would it be? Work together, check your ego, and learn from everybody. I like that. Learn from everybody, and and I really do, I really do believe in that. So what are some of the stuff that's coming up the uh, um, for you guys there in Levy County? So we're starting to push hard our public information campaigns, you know, because we are just the other day we hit the official 100 days before the start of hurricane season. So we're starting to push our uh, public uh, education and public information campaigns. You know, we talked earlier about how we everything revolves around hurricane season in the state of Florida. And emergency managers use hurricane season also as a way to get people prepared for all hazards because kind of the the joke is if you prepare for if you can be prepared for a hurricane you can be prepared for anything so we've got a lot of really interesting public information education programs we're starting up uh just as an example we're partnering with a lot of our local restaurants uh we've created table stands for our restaurants to put in with uh links on how they can sign up for the county's emergency notification system our website, contact information, um, really good preparedness information. Uh, we're going out there. We're going to be setting up our some town hall events throughout the county over the next several months. So we're really looking forward to getting out there and pounding the pavement over the next couple of months. And your your website is outstanding, by the way. I, I, it looks great, and it has a lot of function to it. Um, if anybody wants to check it out, it's uh, – I'll have the link in the show notes, uh, and you should. Um, who, who's who runs your website? The website is run internally by myself and our director, uh, Director John McDonald. We run it in house. Uh, the The core uh, functionality of the website is run through a third party. Uh, uh, web developing company. Uh, they do a great job. They kind of take care of all the scripts in in the website and that build the basic design. But all the information, the links, uh, the news, uh, all that those good articles those those are all done here in house, right? Right in our EOC. I'm telling you, everybody, you need to go check it out. And and if you can emulate that or steal it, as we like to say, uh, I, I I would I would do it because you guys are doing some good work there. We have, a, we have a phrase in emergency management, it's not stealing, it's best practices. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So best practice the crap out of that website, everybody, because uh, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. All right. Well, I do really appreciate your time today. Um, and if anybody wants to get a hold of you guys, um, uh, go ahead and uh, give them your, your contact information. Uh, hit us up on our website. You know, we have a, a great links to... Uh, our contact page, or you can uh, email my, uh, me personally at davidpeaton at levydisaster.com. Um, follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, by the way. We are actually uh, one of the few emergency management divisions that have an Instagram account, so check us out there. But I really encourage any emergency management directors or any emergency management professionals out there that just want some more information, or if they have some great ideas for us, I'll take them. Send them in. You know, kill my inbox. I'm down. I'll, I'll, I'll take any best practices from any other organization. David, thank you so much for your uh, for your <laughs> for having your uh, your time today, and I really appreciate you being here. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again sometime. 
thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was great meeting you at FIPA. I hope to see you there uh, next year.